reading from the Holy Scriptures this morning from Deuteronomy chapter 18, beginning in verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, if I hear the voice of the Lord my God anymore or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. May these words lead us to the heart of God. In verse 16, Moses is talking to the Hebrew people. He is reminding them of an incident that happened earlier when he had received the Ten Commandments and brought them to the people. It was a fierce experience that created fear in the people. And at that point, they said, Moses, you stay close to God. We'll stay over here. You be the middleman. You come and tell us what God says. We'll do whatever you're commanding us to do. Well, when they make that request, Deuteronomy tells us God hears that request, and Moses is rehearsing that with them this morning in the text and says, you ask for me to be the middleman, to be the prophet, to be the one that speaks to you on behalf of God, and God heard your request and said, you're right. And so as raise me up and will raise other leaders up. In verse 18, this is how Deuteronomy records God's response. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Can you hear the expectation that of course God is going to speak? The problem for these folks is not that God is absent or God is too far away or too big. Their concern is that God is too close. And it's dangerous, they feel, when God speaks. And so they want Moses to be closer to God and sort of be in the middle, be the intermediary, and they'll stand over here and wait. But we have this very personal sense of God being close to the people and them having this conversation where the people say something and Moses might speak or God might speak. The people can respond and there's this ongoing conversation. I think there's three things here in this strange story from Deuteronomy about how the people are afraid of God. But I think there's some things here that can help us grow closer to God. First, is that they believe God will respond. That when they speak to God, when they pray to God, that God is right there, listening, ready to respond. I read a book years ago. I've reviewed it several times since. It's a Christian classic written 
hundreds of years ago by a monk named Brother Lawrence. It's called The Practice of the Presence of God. In that book, one of his friends has collected his letters and talks about how Brother Lawrence went through his day and how the way he did that was to have an ongoing conversation with God, that he was talking with God and listening for God as he went about his chores in the monastery, whether he was gardening or washing dishes or in worship, that he was always aware of the presence of God. And the friend writes in the book, Brother Lawrence pointed out that he spoke very simply and frankly to God. He asked for help with things as he needed it, and his experience was that God never failed to respond. Do you believe God will respond? If you have a need, if you have a request, if you want God's help in terms of guidance or wisdom, that you can lift that up to God and that God will respond. Are you ready for that kind of ongoing conversation with God on things small or great? These people in the scripture are having that kind of conversation. I'm not sure all of us do as much with that today as we might. The second lesson that could help us grow closer to God is that they know they need leaders. They know they do better when they have leaders who are listening to God and who are ready to share what they have received from God with others. They also know their own story that even though they feel like God is close and God is walking with them, that so often they turn away from God. They stray or move in their own direction. Or they ignore God even though they believe God is so close and powerful that somehow they still don't always listen. They know that humans have this tendency, that we all have this tendency at times to go our own way, to try a new thing or a different thing, even if sometimes we know it's not what God wants for us. There's an old story about this young fellow elementary school student who wanted to see the Christmas play one year. They were able to go as students during the day and see the dress rehearsal, but he was so taken by it, he wanted to go back at night. But he was so young, he couldn't go by himself. He finally convinced his brother to go with him, but by the time he convinced him to go and they got there, they were late. There was nobody selling tickets any longer play had started so they just slipped on in sat down in the back and saw the play they really enjoyed it the next day when the boy's back at school he goes back over to the theater because he wants to pay for the tickets there's a lady there from the pta selling tickets for that night's performance and he says i want to pay for tickets from last night's performance she said, last night's performance, I'm, I'm selling tickets for tonight. He said, I saw it yesterday. She said, well, you saw it with the other students. That was a free performance. He said, oh, no, I came back, but nobody was here. We were late, but we slipped in. We saw the play. I need to pay for the tickets. She said, no, it's not your fault if nobody was there. You were late. You sat in the back. You don't 
need to pay. No one's going to notice. He said, that's what my brother said. But I want to pay for two tickets. We were there last night. And she said, really, son, it's not going to make any difference. No one's going to know the difference. He waited for a moment then looked at her straight in the eyes and said, I will know the difference. And pulled the change out of his pocket and began to count it until he got to $2. The woman said, thank you very much. I think we could use some more leaders like that. I think we need more leaders like that. Our passage today says the Hebrew people knew they needed leaders and knew that they did better when they had good leaders whose integrity was intact. The third insight here is that they believe God will provide. They believe God will provide those kind of leaders. Two times in just the five verses we read, it talks about how God's going to provide leaders for the people. The very first phrase we read, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. And then again, down in verse 18, where we read, where God is speaking, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. God is at work raising up leaders, the story is saying. God is ready to provide leaders for the people when the people are ready for them. I've long believed and shared with any who would listen that when I have observed churches, they do best when they have really strong clergy, lay, staff partnerships. When the staff or the clergy person and the lay leaders from the congregation are working together, our churches flourish. When they are the kind of leaders that trust each other, that complement each other, that support each other, that believe that we're all in this together, that we're all listening for God, that God is at work in our midst and God is leading us into the future. When we have that kind of mindset, our churches flourish. They are vital because the leaders are working together and supporting one another. At our best, we see God working through one another. In the church, we do best when we're listening for God and looking for God to be at work and looking for God to be at work through our leaders. When we truly believe in one another, when we truly believe that God is lifting up people in our midst to bless us, that God has given gifts to all of us to share for the common good of the community. When I watch our best leaders, I never hear them saying how great they are. I always hear them saying what an honor and a privilege it is to get to serve, to have the opportunity to help, to be a part of the work of God in the church. What do you say about our leaders? What do you think about others who lead 
It might be in a small group. It might be in a committee. It might be in a Sunday school class. It might be in one of our larger groups. Are you thinking, they're a blessing from God? I bet they've been lifted up by God to help us here at the church. Or are you saying other things about those who dare to lead? About those who are willing to respond to the call of God and do their best to use their gifts on behalf of others? It's become so popular in our culture these days to distrust our leaders and some of them granted have given us good reason to do so but it's become so popular i'm afraid it also infects the church that we not only feel free to distrust but also to attack those who god is lifting up to lead us i hope we can take a lesson from deuteronomy a lesson for the church, I would say. To see our leaders, to see those who volunteer to serve as those who are sensing a call from God, who are willing to share their time and their talent and their gifts for the good of the whole, that God is providing them for us and that they are a blessing to us. What difference would it make for you and for our community if all of us were asking God for good leaders, for great leaders, and then believing that God is lifting those up, I think it could make a difference. I know it would be different than what we see in the broader culture. I think it would be a blessing for us all. May it be so. Amen. And thanks be to God.